Hello, welcome to this episode of Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. My name is Pastor Solomon Odiyembuchi Okono. The topic of this week's lesson is Offerings for Jesus. The memory test is Psalms 116 verses 12 to 14. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits towards me? I will take up a cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of your word. Bless us with your word again today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Last week, we looked at what the Bible says about tithes. But besides tithes, there are other offerings that are recommended by the Bible, which were practiced by God's people in the past, such as sin offerings, given in response to God's grace, or thanks offerings, given to recognize God's protection and blessings of health, prosperity, and sustaining power, offerings for the poor, and offerings to build and maintain a house of worship. These offerings are to be given from the remaining 90% of our income. It is from these other offerings that we measure the generosity of God's children. We express our love to God through our giving of free will offerings. According to 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, we love God because He first loved us. But when we consider the volume and quality of love God has lavished on us, we can't help but conclude that we can never love enough and that we can never outgive God, for He gave His all. How can we then use our gifts or talents, our resources and our influence to further God's cause? This week, we will review what the Bible has to say about offerings as part of of our management of God's business on earth. Motivation for giving. Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. God does not need our resources. He is God and will accomplish whatever he wants to accomplish with or without us. We love God because he first loved us. So when we give, we give not to help God, but to respond to His love, which He lavishes on us daily. We give our offerings in response to God's amazing gifts of Jesus Christ to us. Although God does not need our resources to function as God, yet He permits us to show our appreciation of His mercies by self-sacrificing efforts to extend the same to others. Talking about giving, Ellen G. White wrote in Councils on Stewardship, page 18, this is the only way in which it is possible for us to manifest our gratitude and love to God. He has provided no other. When we willingly give offerings to God, we show that we have surrendered our lives to Him. Also, our offerings are an evidence of our willingness to sacrifice self to God. Free will offerings should not be given to appease God or to search His acceptance. Rather, our offerings should flow out of our hearts free 
and without any grudges to show that we have accepted Christ by faith as our only and sufficient means of grace and redemption. What portion for offerings? Deuteronomy 16 verse 17. Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord thy God, which he hath given thee. God does not expect everyone to give equal offerings. Rather, everyone is to give as they have been blessed. Those who are more blessed are to give more. Luke chapter 12, verse 48. Because we cannot repay all God has done for us with money, each one of us is to invest as much as we can in furthering the cause of God. We are also to emulate God's selflessness by giving to others. It is up to us to choose to be faithful or not, to determine what amount to give and which church receives our offerings and gifts. But we must always remember that bringing an offering to the Lord is a Christian duty with spiritual and moral implications. To neglect this is to do spiritual damage to ourselves, even more than we may realize. What do your offerings and your attitude about giving them say about your relationship with God? Think about this. Offerings and worship. Deuteronomy 16 verse 16. Three times in a year shall all thy males appear before the Lord thy God, and thy place which he shall choose, and the feast of unleavened bread, and the feast of weeks, and the feast of tabernacles, and they shall not appear before the Lord empty. We do not know all that transpired in the Old Testament era, but we know from what we have seen, from what has been written in the Bible, that four activities were prominent in worship during that era. Study or preaching, prayer, music, and tithes and offerings. Giving was an integral and, as a matter of fact, a central part of worship. It would have been hard for any Israelite to imagine someone coming to worship or participate in any of the major feasts, such as Passover, Pentecost, and Feast of Tabernacles, with an empty hand before the Lord. We, too, can apply this principle of giving to express our dependence on God and our gratitude to Him. Even when we give by electronic means, it is still part of our worship, and God honors and blesses every free will offering given to Him. What has been your own experience with the role of returning tithes and offerings as part of worship? How does the practice impact your relationship with God? Please share your answer with someone. God takes note of our offerings. Mark chapter 12, verses 43 to 44. And he called unto him his disciples and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow had cast more in than all that have been cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had even all her living. Ellen G. White writes in Councils of Stewardship, page 175, that God estimates the value of our giving, not by the worth of what was given, but by the love to God and the heart of the giver, and by the interest of such a person in God's work which prompted the giving.
This was the reason God commented, or Jesus commented, about the gift of the poor woman in Mark chapter 12. The story of this poor woman in Mark 12 shows that it is not only our prayers that heaven notes, but our motives for giving and for praying are also noted. Prayer and almsgiving are closely linked and demonstrate our love to God and fellow human. The two great principles of God's law, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Luke chapter 10 verse 27. The first is revealed in prayer and the second in giving. Special projects, big jar giving. Mark 14, 67. And Jesus said, Let her alone. Why trouble her? She had wrought a good work on her, on me. For ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever you will, you may do good to them. But me you do not have always. Much of what we possess are in solid forms, such as lands, houses, stocks, and so on. And just a fragment of all we own are in liquid forms like cash. Sadly, most people give their offerings or contributions from their small fragment, their small jar. But if their lives are touched, they give from their fixed assets, the big jar. There are many stories in the Bible of people whose lives were touched and who gave from their big jar. Mary's gift to Jesus is an example of a big jar giving. It was worth 300 denarii, a full year's wages. Can you imagine that? It was so big that Judas became worried to the point that he questioned the usefulness of the gift. Barnabas, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, is mentioned 28 times in the New Testament. Apart from being a companion of Paul, Barnabas was also a generous giver. He sold his land and gave the proceeds to help those in church who were suffering, probably widows and orphans. We read about this account in Acts chapter 2, 44 to 45, and Acts chapter 4, 32 to 37. Barnabas gave from his big jar. Like Mary and Barnabas, God wants us to give from our big jar. He wants us to be big givers so that we will in turn receive from his own big jar. Why is sacrificial giving as important for the givers as for the recipients? Please discuss your answer with someone. In conclusion, God is looking for those who will open their hearts to him through giving, who will surrender their lives and their possessions to him through giving, so that in turn, he will reflect his blessings upon their lives and cause the world to come to him through the things he will accomplish in such lives. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, teach us to believe you. Teach us to trust you. Teach us how to give that we may be examples of God's blessings in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For questions, contributions, and prayers, you may reach out to me on WhatsApp on plus 234-903-789-1680. God bless you.